Somewhere between Lincoln, Nebraska and Secaucus, New Jersey lies a very spooky town. A town so spooky that it's scary. The people are weird. Their stories are dumb. Welcome to Scary Town. Not too long ago, Scary Town's appetite for cooking competition shows was absolutely insatiable. Unfortunately, in a short-sighted attempt to satisfy their audience's lust for high-stakes food television, Scary Town's Food Network made the mistake of punishing losing contestants gladiator-style. Before they knew it, everyone in town who even knew how to boil a pot of water found themselves impaled on a rusty spike or pushed into a pit of ill-tempered reptiles. Even the town's grand cooking champion, Ulak, ultimately forsaked the town and moved to Atlanta to open a food truck with his brother, Bobby Flay. It took years for the rest of the population to reteach themselves the culinary arts. They survived on a diet of raw apples and cooked onions while they tried to glean what they could from watching whatever their sims were doing in their digital kitchens. Slowly but surely, cooking returned to Scary Town, and with it, the cooking competition show. Welcome back to Chopped. Tonight's episode is coming to you from Scary Town and is being filmed by a high school AV class because the Food Network vastly overestimated how interested people could be in food. We just saw our contestants cook their first course. Now let's hear what the judges think. All right, chef, tell us about your dish. Today, I made a pumpkin risotto with a Greek watermelon salad. You look like you had some trouble with this basket. Yeah, my licorice vinaigrette kept falling apart on me. I didn't have a lot of time for plating, so I panicked and dumped a whole carton of vegetable stock on top of everything. I guess the first thing I want to know is, why did you do that? Cooking in the chopped kitchen is a very high pressure situation. Dousing my food in vegetable stock seemed like a good idea at the time. I guess I should have known better, because I do dumb shit like this whenever I'm stressing and messing. But I tried my best and I don't have any regrets. I see. I have to say, it really watered down the salad. Yeah, the stock is super wet. My pumpkin risotto is very cold. Is that on purpose? Well, the stock is cold, and I decided to dump the stock on everything. So yes? I have to say, I've seen a lot of strange stuff on Chopped. But dumping a whole carton of vegetable stock on top of your dish at the last minute? That takes the cake. Yeah, it's really something only I would do. Remember, you can try to stand out, but you have to stay in the competition. That being said, I loved it. Wow, really? I thought the vegetable stock made the dish. Me too. You get this wonderful burst of bland, unseasoned liquid. It contrasts wonderfully with the food that actually has flavor. Same here. I honestly did not expect to like this, but I can't stop eating it. Thank you and God bless you, chefs. Okay, moving on to our next contestant. What did you prepare for us today? I made chicken and olive tagine with a pumpkin mole sauce. Hmm, kind of an unusual combination. This is chopped. Gotta go big, right? You went big all right. You better hope that you're not going home. Speaking of going big, tell me about this big old pool of vegetable stock on the plate. Cooking in the chopped kitchen is a very high pressure situation. I saw that other guy pour an entire carton of vegetable stock on his food, and I was like, oh fuck. Was that a basket ingredient? 
So I dumped a couple of cartons of vegetable stock on my plate too. But I did my best and I have no regrets. You played it safe, but there's a fine line between safe and boring. And this is definitely not boring. The tagine is already nice and moist and adding the half gallon of vegetable stock just makes it absolutely soaking wet. I agree, perfect consistency, super soggy. It just wilts in your mouth. I'm sorry, I need to address the elephant in the room. This isn't really a mole sauce. When you say mole, that's a promise. Yes, chef. But really great job. Just a real wet plate of food. And now on to our last contestant. Ooh, what do we have here? I made a pumpkin and cauliflower gnocchi. This is a take on my grandmother's recipe and I'm proud to cook it in her honor. She sounds like an incredible woman. What's not so incredible is that my plate doesn't have any gnocchi. They're right there, chef. Those little black things floating around in all that vegetable stock. These? These are olives. <laughs> That's how my grandma taught me to make gnocchi, chef. She told you that gnocchi is a bunch of olives swimming in a bath of ice-cold vegetable stock? Yes, chef. I'm extremely proud of my Italian heritage. That's me on a plate right there. I can't help but be a little disappointed that we got three dishes that were absolutely drenched in vegetable stock. Where's the originality? Cooking in the chop kitchen is a very high-pressure situation. I came in here with a game plan to dump a carton of vegetable stock and a jar of olives onto a plate and call it gnocchi. So when I saw the other chefs pouring vegetable stock all over their food, I didn't flinch. I stuck to my guns. Has that gotten me in trouble before? Sure. I can't tell you how many times I've driven straight into a lake. But I did my best and I have absolutely no regrets. Well, I have one regret about this dish. There's not more of it. That's a huge compliment, Chef. You cooked with love, and it really shows. This is a phenomenal dish. You get a bite of that gnocchi, and it's so bitter, because it's really just an olive. But then that vegetable stock is right there to kind of wash it all away until your mouth tastes like cardboard. I agree. This is the best bite of food I've had all day. And that's saying something, because we got a lot of really good uncooked vegetable stock here today. Your grandmother would be proud. I know she's looking down on you and smiling. She's not dead, Chef. Okay... If I have one critique, I would have liked to see you transform the olives. Maybe cut them up and soak them in vegetable stock. Then add them to the rest of the vegetable stock. I would have loved that. More of that good vegetable stock. Well, judges, these contestants have given you lots of wet food. But now it's time to decide who is moving on and who is chopped. Actually, we would just like to end the show so we can slurp down on some vegetable stock. As long as it's okay with the high school kids. And yes, they're giving me a thumbs up. We'll see you next time here on Chopped. Uh. Ah, baseball. America's pastime and Cuba's mandatory vocation. But in recent years, baseball in Scarytown has been anything but a home run. The sport has been sliding in popularity in Scarytown and is out of favor with its residents. Last we checked, it sat right underneath pool basketball trick shots and getting your dog high. But baseball's biggest stars can still draw huge crowds whenever they come to town.
Welcome everyone to the Scary Town Baseball All-Star Legends Convention. Meet and greet your favorite stars. Cal Ripken Jr., Don Mattingly, Joe DiMaggio's widow, and Mike Piazza! Whoa, Mike Piazza! Hey, how's it going? So cool to meet you. Hey, did you ever realize your name sounds like Mike Pizza? Yeah, I know. People have called me that since I was a kid. That makes sense, because Piazza really sounds like pizza. It's like one letter off, the letter A. Yep. Whenever I think about you, I always think about pizza. I bet you think about pizza all the time. Eh, not really. That's crazy to me. Every time you stepped up to bat and they announced your name, I thought about pizza. Now batting, catcher Mike Piazza. Whenever I heard that, I'd always think of pizza. Because so many of the sounds in your name are the same as the word pizza. Like the P and the za. And then I just have to get a slice of pizza. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're a fan. I'm a huge fan, Mr. Pizza. Uh, piazza. Sure. But there's one question I've always wanted to ask you. Shoot. Did you want to eat a big slice of pizza every time you heard your name? No, that wasn't really a problem. Really? Huh. Guess that makes sense. You would have eaten a ton of pizza. And you would have gotten really fat. Well, fatter. I'm not fat. You're fatter than me. And I'm a guy who's eating pizza anytime I hear the word pizza. This is muscle. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, can you sign this poster, Mike Pizza? That's not my name. And this isn't a poster, it's a pizza box. It's not a poster, are you? No, this is a pizza box from D'Antoni's. That's not you winking right there? No, that's just a cartoon caricature of an Italian chef. Huh. Well, that explains why this poster came with a pizza inside. But you gotta admit, this guy looks like you. He doesn't. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're definitely fatter. Anyway, can you make it out to my son, Daniel? And can you sign it, Mike Pizza? That's not my name. Daniel is my son, and you're Mike Pizza. What's the matter? Too much fat in your ears, fatty? I'm gonna sign it just so we can stop talking. Sounds good. I don't want to stick around jaw-jacking with you any more than I have to. Bye. You said you were a fan of mine. Back when I thought you were the guy on the box. Guess it's true what they say. Never meet your heroes. Sorry about him. Sports fans, huh? <laughs> You're telling me. Anyways, nice to meet you. I'm Mike Piazza. Huge fan, Mike. You're like my third favorite Met. Yeah, there's been a lot of Mets, so I'll take that as a compliment. Hey, now that I have you here, I gotta ask. When are you gonna open up a pizzeria? I'm not opening a pizzeria. You should. You know, because of your name, Mike Piazza. Sounds like Mike Pizza. I know. I, I know. With a name like that, you should have just made pizzas for a living. It just makes more sense for a guy named Mike Pizza to make pizza. My name isn't Mike Pizza. It's Mike Piazza. Yeah, but it's so close. It's just missing the A. It's not like your name was Johnny Home Run or something. Because then it's like, duh, you should play baseball. Your name sounds a lot like Mike Pizza. Sure. Just think, if you ran a pizzeria, you could put anything you want on the pizza. Even Mike. That could be your specialty pizza. Mike Pizza. Just like your name, Mike Pizza. What's Mike? Oh, I don't know. You're the pizza expert. No, I'm not. That's cool of you to think like that, but... Doesn't it feel like you left a bunch of money on the table not doing the pizzeria? I made millions of dollars. Nah, you? Yeah, I was really good at baseball. 
Nah, not that good. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Sure, but you're better at making pizza. I never made a pizza in my life. So, every time you heard your name and got hungry for pizza, you bought a pizza? Sheesh. Must be nice. I didn't buy it and I didn't make it, okay? You never microwaved a pizza? Are you an alien or something? I mean, sure. I've microwaved a pizza. Okay, see, there you go. I bet you were a natural at it, too. I mean, making pizza has got to be a lot easier for you than doing all that athletic baseball stuff. You know, because you're fat. I'm not fat. It's not an insult. I'm a fat guy. I know a fellow fat when I see one. Get out of here, jerk. Fine, but it's going to take me a while, seeing as I'm so fat and all. But I'm sure you understand being a fellow fatso. Hey, Mike Piazza! Hi, look, I'm not in the mood to talk about how my name sounds like Mike Pizza. What? What are you talking about? Your name isn't Pizza, it's Piazza. How does that... Oh my god, wow. Oh, you're right. It does sound like pizza. I never thought of that. Have you ever thought about changing it? No. Was your mom or dad a pizza? They're just Italian. I know a pizza is Italian. I'm not an idiot. But which one was the pizza, your mom or your dad? Just to move this conversation along so I can get out of it faster, I'm going to say my mom. What? That doesn't make sense. Pizzas don't have a uterus. How could you be carried to term? You must be wrong. Your dad was the pizza. But pizzas don't have sperm. Of course they do, you dummy. What do you think is in a stuffed crust pizza? Cheese. Holy cannoli! I gotta call my IVF specialist. You wanna know why? God, no. It's because I've been sticking cheese up my wife's vagina. Before I go, let me ask you this. You ever put a pizza box on instead of your jersey? No, those two items are completely different. But they both say pizza on them. Again, my name is Piazza. But when you're getting ready for a big game and you're in the zone, you never absentmindedly put on a pizza box? No. You ever go to shave after a game and realize that you weren't looking in a mirror, that you were staring at a pizza box? No. And it says your name pizza right on the box. Doesn't reading your name on a box feel like looking into a mirror? What is wrong with you? Wouldn't blame me if you did. I imagine it was an easy mistake to make. A big, old, fat, stinky, slimy guy like you has got to have a bunch of pizza boxes lying around, after all. Hey, man, you're 400 pounds. 452, thank you. And that's why I find it so hard to believe. I'm constantly surrounded by pizza boxes. Sometimes I even put one on thinking it's a shirt. And my name isn't even Mike Pizza. It's Tom Brady. Like the football player? I don't follow football. I'm a baseball fan. That's why I'm here, remember? Hey, but I don't want to argue, buddy. I just want you to sign a slice of pizza. How am I going to sign a slice of pizza? Uh, with a pen. But the ink won't show up on the cheese. So use your mouth. Jeez, do I got to put the slice in your hand too? Then I'm just eating a slice of pizza you brought me. You're telling me all this pizza talk hasn't made you hungry? I mean a little, but... So eat the pizza, fat boy. I'm not fat, and I'm not going to eat pizza that's been in your pocket all day, okay? Look, I don't have to take this. I'm a Hall of Fame ball player. So what are you doing at some third-rate baseball convention? I... I need the money. What happened? I tried to open up a restaurant. That served? Funky Fresh Tex-Mex Classics. You messed up, Mike. And you know you messed up. Eat the pizza, Mike. Pizza, you'll feel better. 
Pizza makes everything better. Just eat the pizza. <sighs> oh, good. Ah, there you go, Ben. Good That's boy. Good. That's good pizza. Built in 1971, the Scary Town Garden is one of the largest indoor arenas in the world. It used to be home to Scary Town's professional hockey team, the Scary Town Ice Guys, as well as its NBA team, the Scary Town Ball Enthusiasts. Now, the garden hosts Billy Joel in permanent residency. For 320 nights a year, a sold-out crowd watches Billy Joel perform the Piano Man Saga, a three-hour version of his most popular song in which he describes the life stories of over 70 more bar workers and customers, including Dominic, the grill cook who dreams of turning his car into a grill, and Susanna, the woman applying to be a waitress but forgot her resume and is trying her best to write it on a placemat from memory. But on Mr. Joel's nights off, the Scary Town Garden pays the bills with a comedy show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage of the original Scary Town Kings of Comedy, Donghouse! Hey, how's it going, Scary Town? <laughs> you all look gorgeous tonight. Seriously, you all look gorgeous. Especially you, ma'am. <laughs> I love my wife, though. Now, I know you want to hear what I got to say about the opposite sex, because these ladies are acting crazy. And hey, I should know, I'm an expert on these matters, seeing as how I just got married. <laughs> Don't get me wrong now, I love my wife. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But you know, she's still a lady, so she's still acting a crazy. Like the second we got married, my lady started treating me different. Before she was all like, ooh baby, I love you baby. I do anything for you baby. I take your butt baby. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're hitched, it's a whole other story. <laughs> she's like, uh, you know, she all like, um. Tell us what she's like. You know what? I'm not gonna do that to her. This is wrong. She deserves better than this. She's not a punchline. She's given me so much. Speaking of marriage, here's the thing about marriage that nobody tells you. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You gotta put that work in to get that good stuff. I'm talking about it every day. And I had no idea. Now that's crazy! Thankfully, my wife has been very patient with me. That's not funny. Well, I think it's funny that I could have ever been so naive. Right, right, right. Okay, no naive jokes. All right, okay, no, no, that's okay. All right, check this out, check this out. If you think my wife's crazy, you should meet my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, she crazy, all right. <laughs> Nothing bad, though. She really a lot of fun. Hmm, what else, what else? Tell us about the crazy stuff your mother-in-law does. Nah, she's a very private person. Seems inappropriate. You said it wasn't bad. So what? That woman gave me her daughter's hand. She took me in as her family. 
That means the world to me. Boo all you want. I don't got to go home to you. I'm not sleeping in your bed. I sleep in a bed with my wife, Sharice. Oh, what's that like? Oh, so you want to hear about our marriage sex? <laughs> now that shit is a crazy. <laughs> married sex is like, you know, married sex reminds me of a. <laughs> the crazy thing about married sex life is. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. There's a level of intimacy there that I'm having a very hard time trying to explain. Explain it, but. You know, in a funny way. There's nothing funny about it. It's a beautiful union of two souls. Just thinking about our lovemaking makes me want to cry. Aw, <laughs> oh, come on. All right. You motherfuckers want jokes? I got jokes. Here's something funny that happened to me the other day. Sharice and I were in bed, just kind of goofing around. <laughs> she does this bit where she uh, pretends to be this little orphan boy named Pipers, who's like, Crazy about fish. <laughs> oh, I was dying. <laughs> oh. That's an inside joke between you and your wife. It is really funny. She's really funny. She doesn't do comedy. She's just real life funny. <laughs> At least do the voice. I can't. She does it the best. Just just imagine her doing it. <laughs> you laugh. I don't know what she looks like. Well, you want to see pictures? I got some from our honeymoon in Greece. Y'all ever had Uvo? It's like all we drink now. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let me get my phone out. Can you make this out? No. Yeah, it's a smartphone. This is a big stage. Maybe everyone come up here one at a time. Single file now. Uh-oh, I got a call. <gasps> it's Cherise. You're in the middle of a show. You don't have to answer it. I'm not answering because I have to. I'm answering it because I want to. Hey, honey. No, no, don't worry. Now's a good time. <laughs> yeah, people are booing. But I wanted to hear your voice. I love you too. How was work? Ugh. What is with him? It's like, bring your own lunch, Rod. This is so boring. You go to the grocery store? Well, don't do that. We'll go out to eat. Oh, you don't feel like it. I'll pick something up on the way home. Are you hungry now? Okay. Bye-bye, sugar pie. What was that? Oh, sorry to do this to you folks, but uh, the show is over. What? Why? Guess you think I'm getting my chain yanked, huh? All right, here we go. But that's fine with me. I want to be there for her. She's had a hard day. <laughs> you know what's really crazy? You thinking that you people come before my wife. You're all strangers to me. Doghouse, out. Hello. Doghouse's latest album, Shame on You, That's Personal, is available for digital download. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you next time with more Stories from Scary Town. Campfire. <laughs>